presence of God. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? You'll want to anyways for this song. Me. When I think of his goodness, now he's me. 
praising God, there is nothing like it. Mm. Nothing like it. We're going to go into prayer. We have some uh, prayer requests. Uh, we have Christy English. She had uh, surgery. Brother Griffith had a carpal tunnel surgery. Amber Griffith, uh, she has a mass in her stomach. Then we have Della Joyce. She had a uh, surgery. It's doing good. Denise Bell had a surgery. Pray for a speedy recovery. And we have Dawn Parson, a bad respiratory infection and staph. Then we have Nelda Doss. There's uh, no more the doctor can do for her. We have Trevor Mitz, youth pastor at the UPC in Hugo. He has severe burns. Need to go forth. Jesse's aunt has a brain tumor. Then we have brother and sister Proctor. They need a special touch from God. David Bell being referred to a heart surgeon. R.C. Clark has something, some health complications. The doctor is running tests. We have Brad Griffin, uh, pancreatitis. Then we have the Gonzalez family. If any of these needs stood out to you, come down to the front. I, I urge you to come down to the front because it stands out for a reason. God's not just going to highlight something for no reason. So if you feel the need to pray for someone, come down to the front and we'll have people pray for you because if we're in one accord praying for someone or if you have a need and we're in one accord praying for you, miracles can happen, covers can happen, you can be healed from anything that you have going on in your life. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
God documented is the moment that the veil is torn. That what was held behind the veil that only the priest, the high priest could obtain was no longer held to that. It was, it was the greatest move of God up to that time. But what had to happen for that move to take place was the death of the Messiah, was Jesus to die on the cross. And at his last breath, this move of God began to take place that tore the veil for something greater to take place, the opportunity for us to receive the Holy Ghost. So what this means is it set a precedent for God to say, death first, and then there is a move of God. Death first, and then there is the miraculous. Death takes place and life begins to move. So what happens is we come into church with something that we've allowed to live with us, inside of us, or around our family, mind, life, or situation, whatever it is. Spiritual bondage, if it's something physical, whatever it is that we're allowing to live with us, torment us, and bind us. But the moment we decide that it dies in the presence of God, a move of God will begin to move throughout you, heal, begin to take place because God shows that whenever there is death first, life begins to feel. So if there's something you've allowed to live for too long, you've been battling anxiety, you've been battling depression, you've been having marriage struggles, you've been battling in your finances, whatever it is, if you decide God in your presence tonight, anything that is binding me, anything that is coming against me, anything that is battling my family, my kids, my coworkers, it has to die. And when it dies, God, I know that you begin to move because you have torn the veil. Your presence is here. Your spirit is moving. And you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think. And so, God, I need you to move. And if I need you to move, then it needs to die tonight. So, God, I'm sorry for every sin. I'm sorry for anything I've allowed to separate me from you. I'm aware of my struggle. I'm aware of what's come against me. I'm aware of what's come against my family. But God, tonight it dies. But God, tonight it is no more. But God, you and you alone are going to move and going to live and going to work and going to restore. So right now what's going to happen is you almost let go of it during the song, but you held back. But now you make the decision that I'm allowing you to die tonight. I need God to move in my life tonight. It's going to die because I need God to move. I need healing. I need restoration. So with every hand lifted right now, and with every eye closed, and with every mouth beginning to proclaim that God, you are above all.
they're going to take do some announcements and then the ushers are going to come and take our tithes and our offering this evening. But on the 22nd, we have our Ladies United Fellowship and the sign-up sheet for that is in the foyer. So make sure that you are signed up for that to be on the 22nd that you are going. And then on the 28th, our mission pledge is due. So make sure it is turned in on the 28th. And then we'll have our ushers come for our tithe and our offering. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for what we already feel moving throughout this place. And God, I pray that we take advantage of what you have in store for us. But we don't walk out of here the same way, but we walk out of here changed, strengthened, and restored. Anoint the word and anoint Pastor Meyer as he speaks today. In Jesus' name.
disappointments and and then the, the wonderful mix and uh, I, I'd like for my wife if she would to make a couple of comments or take her time she has a lot of wonderful thoughts about everybody but we uh, certainly have appreciated brother Les and his wife and that little well a number of, most of you were here this morning and heard my husband say that this is Brother Les and Sister Gabby and Sophia's last service with us. We wanted them to know we have appreciated the year and a half that they have worked with our journey ministry with our young adults. We appreciate all the effort and all the personal contacts that y'all have made. I've watched through the year just the one-on-one -on -one contacts that you have made. We appreciate that. Sister Gabby moved from North Carolina to Sherman, Texas to take a job and worked there and went to the Gilbert's Church at Truth Church. And then a guy in the praise team invited Brother Les to come to Truth Church. So Brother Les came to Truth Church and they met each other and they have made a wonderful young couple and we have certainly enjoyed having them here the past couple of years but they are not going back into a foreign situation where they'll have to make a lot of new friends they are really kind of going back home and so I know that the Gilberts are going to be very happy to have all of you back and I know that your lives will bless your home church just as you have blessed us and just know that we love you very much. Well, one thing about it, they've been tainted. They've got the mark of Paris, Texas in their minds, in their hearts. And so we will not be forgetting them and they certainly won't be able to forget us. So that's a camaraderie and a wonderfulness that goes along with a lot of life. I thrill at those moments in life that 
God just comes down in such a wonderful supernatural way and helps us to obtain the glories that belong to his bride. His bride is a select group of people and that is the people that have chosen to be his forever precious bride. He is pretty choicey and he makes a lot of comments about his choices of the bride. And so tonight, if you have been called to be a part of the bride, the church, the body of Christ, there ought to be a genuine thrill and uh, a joy that fills our hearts. I'd like to read from the Word of God and uh, let the Word of the Lord speak to us tonight. The things of God are, are so precious. The book of Ezekiel, I'm not going to read from Ezekiel, but the book of Ezekiel, the 47th chapter, talks about what I would like for us to what I could call mobilize or harmonize with, and that is waters to swim in. Now, as cool as it is this time of the year, waters to swim in don't seem like a real opportunity. But when you're dealing with the spiritual atmosphere of waters to swim in, then there is a bigger opportunity. That means a large composition of life. Water is a very needful thing in our life. The book of James, the fourth chapter, the tenth verse says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another or of the law and judgeth the law Jesus. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are we that judgest another? Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life. Would y'all Come sing a song while I dismiss myself for a minute.
everyone could stand. We're going to move into a time of worship right now. And so, Father, every hand lifted. They got it in every time and in any moment. You deserve praise. You deserve honor. You deserve glory. So, God, I call on your name. God, I glorify your name and I exalt your name.
somebody else's world unless God puts in our heart a passion to help them and they want help. He says it very clearly to the hungry and the thirsty. He giveth bread and wine. And so what our opportunity is at this point and that is to make life so powerfully wonderful that people watching, listening, and observing the characteristics of our life is going to be the finale just like it was in his personal life as he did so many wonderful things and they tried to get rid of him not knowing that the cross would carry him across the divide of death and produce the resurrection. So we are in a setting right now that as I prayed about the things that we as an assembly need and need to adhere to and, and be involved in. And of course the book of James is a uh, noted for being a book of wisdom. It's not a lengthy book, but it has so many things, and I encourage you to spend some time there in praying about those things. So in that fourth chapter, and uh, I would like to repeat, there is one lawgiver who is able to, to save and to destroy. And uh, so just as he destroyed the earth with a flood, this earth that is going to go up in a ball of fire is going to be a happening event. And so what, as we have opportunity to look into the perfect law of liberty and share heartbeats with one another and stirring up the gift of one another, so that we operate on the cutting edge of victory. How, I mean, every day happening in life. And so it's not an occasional thing. It's a river. That's what I want. Out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That water there is talking about the spirit. So I would like for us to think of the uh, things that, uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. The Bible says, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. The Bible makes it clear also 
put, putting things off can be a very extreme detriment. Say not tomorrow, for now is the acceptable time. It's always a now time to receive the Word of God. It's always a now time to live the Word of God. It is always a now experience to praise Him. It is always a now experience keeping current because no man knows the day nor the hour and it's over. The trump of God shall sound and the dead will rise first. Then when we, we which are alive and having a Sunday night service or a Sunday morning service or a Saturday evening get together, we don't ever get caught up in the world. We're caught up in the spirit and we operate in the world. And so tonight I want to help us establish a little deeper precedence of what we are really doing to save our city to save our children, and to save ourselves. It is important that we study. And uh, I, I really encourage you to get back into the book of Ezekiel and just read that 47th chapter, not, not while I'm preaching, but, uh, you know, at some point, uh, take a little time and just deliberately just follow that flow that he deals with there. And so <clears throat> when you're looking at Paul and, and he makes the statement, I can do all things through Christ. Well, most of us have already had a better life than what he had. And, uh, you know, crucifying Christians and stuff like that. Does, is there anybody here that does that kind of thing, just crucifies Christians? No. You see, what I'm saying is God is able to save to the utmost. That is a big and critical thing. So we adopt that plan and that thought pattern. We're able through his spirit to save to the utmost. And so we are going to reach out in the uh, evangelistic terms of a Sunday night service uh, we are going to gird up the loins of our mind and say, look, this is not necessarily just a Bible study, but it is a study of the Bible to help us uh, to evangelize and talk about the powerfulness of Jesus Christ. It is so easy to try to optimize and make uh, them feel like we're fitting in with their world. God wants us to start them to fit into his world. And one of the only things that we can do is, and that is uh, to talk about Jesus, talk about what he's done for us. And hopefully this evangelistic service tonight will continue the pattern of the spirit that has been already loosed in this house. And I thank our worship leaders for making that possible. And so... Uh, uh, again, I can do all things through Christ. I wish you would say that at least under your breath. There's nothing impossible as you're saying that to yourself. There is nothing impossible with God. You and I can be a soul winner. 
we can stir up the gift within us and turn lights on that nobody else can turn on. They just go to a place called a church. We are the church. Ladies and gentlemen, the book says it in Romans. It's high time for us to awaken, for now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time for verse 16. But now you rejoice in your boastings, the things you're doing with yourself. But all such rejoicing is evil. He literally comes against the idea of that being the primary conversation that we uh, generalize and, and think about. I, I like that old song, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me out of that world. But I don't want to live in the shallow waters of life. I want to live in the waters to swim in. I want to live needing the help of energy. And so in that setting, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. We need to tell people what we got out of. We need to tell people what we got into. And we ought to have a good catalog on that. It is time for the church to be taken out of this world. We know the sun is setting. When evil men wax worse and worse according to the Bible, you know of your own selves that summer is not at hand. You know the times of the seasons that are going on. And ladies and gentlemen, it's people nowadays, I got to go to church. Man, where in the world does that come from? I'm going to visit the king. I'm going to get with the setting. I am not got to go. I have the opportunity to join with the greatest system that has ever been created and will populate the entire holy city and the universe will be run by that group of people. Uh, that's shouting room for me. I'm telling you, that's an excitement. It's not about like, oh my... No, 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 no. I get to be a part of the kingdom. I get to be a part of the bride. I get to be a part of forever. I get to be a part of the holy city. I'm going to rule and reign with him. That's not just a statement. That is an actuality. When you're dealing with God, you're dealing with eternal things. So the word is eternal. And so... Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, I want to repeat it a couple of times because I want it to really get into us, that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And I, I tried this morning to help us, and I have tried many other times. Sin is just separation from God. There is no reason to think that there is going to be a rational re response uh, to us if we separate ourselves from God. He says, come out of the world and be you separate, saith the Lord. And that is where we separate from that world and to his world, and we become a ally with him. And then he becomes a strength. 
to us. On this Sunday evening, I am believing God is going to help us to become so evangelistic that we are going to populate people's mind with the idea, if you could ever be in a Sunday evening service like we've had tonight, that you would never be the same. You could, If you could ever be in the setting in which our young people are dancing in the Holy Ghost and not getting lewd and all the other junk that goes along with the things out there in the world, ladies and gentlemen, we are honored by a great group of young people in our church. We are honored by a lot of mothers and dads that have multiplied the idea of that. We are we ought to be shouting every weekend. We ought to be shouting during the day. It ought to come out as a, just a normal instead of a We know what's next. He is coming and he is blessing and he is strengthening and he is using us to help reach a lost world. There is a he going on almost 24-7. God never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord God is here right now, but he's not here more now than he's going to be here over yonder. Where two or three agree as to touching any one thing in my name, there shall be. That comes as a pattern of doing something. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is a wonderful night. It is one of the most wonderful things to be renewed. To be revived. Matter of fact, he says that we are saved by the renewing of the Spirit. What legal right do I have to expect God's provision and promise in my world? What is the scripture that we go to to help make that a profitable encounter? with our thought patterns. So I, I want you to know John 7 and 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, it, not, it ought not to be a hard thing to pump up something when there's a riverbed. They ought to be able to see our God, in the way we talk, the way we live, the way we minister to one another, the way we minister to them. I'm telling you, you talk about a revival. It's about to happen. And that's why God has sent me here tonight to stir up the gift, to stir up our minds and purify our minds and our hearts so that we're, uh, I've, got, I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I just don't believe I'll have time to pray this day and I don't believe I'll have time to praise him today. And I, I'm just so caught up and, and I've got so many things getting on me. No, if we don't have time to praise him, he don't have time to bless you. Because he that soweth seed sparingly, the book says you reap sparingly. I don't want an undernourished people under my ministry. I don't want to fail you is what I'm saying. 
I don't want to come up short in feeding you the meat and the bread and the wine. The wine, of course, is the spirit. And that helps us to be intoxicated on a heavenly level. And that strata of all that glory is all wrapped up in the oneness of God, the unity of the word and the spirit and the blood. Ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday night, I am believing and I am trying to minister in a way that every one of us will come to the altar and make a commitment. I am going to find somebody. I am going to reach out to somebody and I'm going to make them a point of contact in my prayer. They're going to be a point of contact in my study. I am going to sow seed in their mind whenever I can and I am going to share the victories of my life with their life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that God is hovering over this place and he has got blessings unprecedented. He has got glories revealed that's in that book that he wants to do it again. I said he wants to do it again. He, turn, he wants to turn water into wine again. That's not necessarily physical. He wants to turn the general nourishment of life into the, the, the powerfulness of the wine of the spirit. He wants to turn the word into the bread, the energy of our muscle and our ability to not be staggering around and worried about oh my God, that's another one and I, I, I can't hardly take any more of that. We can take it all. If he went to Calvary and he gave us a spirit that can go to the cross, ladies and gentlemen, we can have a revival like we've never had. We can have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like we have never envisioned. I am believing God that this thing is going to erupt in a volcanic way and all of a sudden the UPC of Paris and other areas are going to find themselves enveloped in a fiery revival of glory and victory and all of a sudden these men are not drunk with wine as you might suppose seeing as they just are here there and yonder but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days saith God I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters are coming home and your sons and daughters are coming to the fire and they're sick of being winterized. They are wanting something that's got an exciting power and a structure to it that will absolutely relieve the oppressed. There is no need for an apostolic to be oppressed. When you feel that stuff coming on, look up. Your Redeemer is looking down. He said the eyes of the Lord rove to and fro. If we believe him, then we've got to believe that scripture. He's looking for a place to show himself strong. I'm telling you, if you're finding weakness and you're sensing weakness anywhere in your life, look up and start looking down. He was looking down already. And when your eyes meet his eyes, there's going to be a synchronization of his heart with your heart. And it's going to be a synchronization of your hands with his hand. And he's going to lead you to still waters. And he's going to restore your soul. And he's going to put all the glory in your veins that you 
you can handle. I'm here to preach on this Sunday night an evangelistic message that the lamb slain is the lion of the tribe of Judah and he's rallying his troops. Uh, I wish some of you men would just stand up and lead the way in some heavy worship for about one minute. Hallelujah. 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 I hope that we stir up enough. God bless you as you're seated. I hope we stir up enough of the gift that nobody, anybody, asking us after a Sunday evening service or a Wednesday evening meeting or a Sunday morning meeting, how was it today? I hope to God nobody from this place has to say, that's just pretty normal. What is that? Oh, just another average Sunday. Well, if they tell you that, let me give you a good answer. Why was it just another Sunday with Jesus? Did you not hear the word? Did you not stir up the spirit? Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling us this is forever. This is going to end pretty quick for some of y'all. Unless you don't, unless you last past a hundred, some of y'all are coasting. It's no time for us just to be sitting around twiddling our thumbs when our kids and grandkids need to know what it's like to have a church that's set on fire of the Holy Ghost, a church service that is set ablaze by the Word and the Spirit coming together and the fire of the glory of the Almighty God consumes the sacrifice and guess what happens then? Miracles, signs, and wonders all of a sudden began. It ought to be so that at least once a week uh, there's a miracle happening around here. There's a social power structure in the Holy Ghost. When Jesus came to the religious crowd, he stirred them up. And I am not willing just to go through a routine to be called a preacher. Is there a remedy? How do we keep from being at ease in Zion. Well, how'd you do yesterday? How was your day yesterday? Oh, just another day. What well, was God with you? Was He on vacation? He said, Know ye not that you are the temple? That ought to be a sense of well-being, excitement. Well, I, 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 Daniel had that line thing. Moses had a serpent thing. Yeah, what did they do? Daniel, David, what about all those guys? David took on the line. That is a illustration that you don't want to go out there and try to jump in a cage with one. 
just to prove that you and God have got a thing going. He said, do not tempt the Lord. So we don't tempt him in that setting, but what we do is in faith, we pray, God, give us this day our daily diet and lead us not into temptation to just be back in our old fleshy ways and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us because in this body is sin, evil. It's really hard to take it, but it's necessary for us to come together and not be at ease in Zion. I wish somebody would just let him know you're not at ease. Just a good shout, hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for giving us the spirit. Thank you for forgiving all of our sins. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a rapture spirit in this house tonight. I said there's a rapture spirit in this house tonight. I'm telling you just as easy as we could walk out the door and go to get in our car, the trump of God shall sound. I mean, it could sound. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what's gonna happen. One of these days, I'm not, I'm not gonna be just looking around. I wanna be looking unto Jesus. Everything I do, everywhere I go, every how I treat people, how I treat my family, how I treat the pitiful. That's what Jesus did. And so he said, be ye Christ. That goes a long way beyond belonging to a local assembly. Be ye Christ. Watch this scripture now. Now, You know I'm not condemning anybody. I am just trying to magnify him so we can know where to grow in our spirit. And that's what Sunday night evangelism is. Stir up the gift. But when it takes us a while to get a spirit of victory, and takes us too long to kill the lions and the bears that are trying to scare us and destroy us. It's time to have revival every Sunday. Revive thy works in the midst of the years. In wrath make known mercy. I am preaching tonight to some of the best people in this whole city, but I am not willing that we should coast. It is no time for us to coast. Well, I hope it happens. I hope it will. We stir up the gift and we know it's going to happen because in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life is a choice. That is how we begin to praise him. I'm on my way to the house of God. The kids say, what are y'all doing? We're getting the gift stirred up. We're fixing to go socialize with Jesus and the angels and we are going to socialize with the word and the spirit. We're not going to be making all kind of plans beyond 
beyond that because we never know how many people may want the Holy Ghost, how many people may get, want to get baptized in the name of Jesus, uh, and how many people may want to uh, just uh, get a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we are not just a normal group. We're not a religious system. We are the body of Christ. He is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. He is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. He is the head of the church. And the body functions according to the head or the word or the spirit. And when the spirit is moving on, the body begins to function. Hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus, I hear you. Yes, Jesus, I sense you in the house. Yes, healing. I feel your presence in this place. Um, is there somebody here that's had a healing in the last 30 days? Would you stand up and just praise God with us? If you need a healing, this would be a good time to rise up. In the name of Jesus, I declare a spirit of healing in this house right now. If you need a healing in your body, I, tell, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, and I ask some of you men that's got faith to stand up and point your hands and head toward those people. I am believing God for a miraculous evening in this house. We are the children of a healer. We are the children of a miracle worker. We are the children of the wisdom of heaven. We are the children of the wisdom of the earth. We are the children that he's coming for. I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, I command you that are standing to receive a touch of God by the word of God and by the authority of the name of God. We are going to have revival that is going to sink the devil's plans. We are going to erupt in a glory of the power of the lamb slain and the lion. Y'all come get a song ready. I don't know how long I'm gonna talk, but I'm ready for a song. I'm telling you, I don't know what all's about to happen. What I know is this, God kept me entertained for hours recently about some of this. He he just had me on the sideboard and he wanted to talk to me about all that and I was glad to hear about it. And I'm so thrilled right now I can hardly, I'm about to come undone. There is something happening in God's plan for this church, this body of believers. There is something that's about to erupt. Some of you been standing there looking, jump or not. It's time to jump. Commit yourself to fasting and prayer it's time to jump it time, commit yourself to winning a soul it's time to jump I'm here to tell you we're not here to entertain each other I'm not here to entertain you I'm here to stir up the gift I am here to present the bread I am here to present the wine I am here to help us to save our kids to save our nieces to save our nephews Feel free to just walk around. I'm telling you, there is an absolutely apostolic spirit in this house right now. I'm, I'm gonna thank you ahead of time because I think most of you have already stirred this up. I'm trying to give you the boldness to go ahead and connect with it. Just go ahead and spirit, sing or whatever. There's something going on in this house. I'm talking about a revival spirit. I'm not talking about just another endless parade of services. I'm talking about a fire that's going to burn out the dross 
going to provide miracles, going to provide excitement.
What I would like for us to do is pair off in twos and threes and fours and say a name of somebody that you want to see either delivered or born again. And then I want us to travail for about one minute. When Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. And, and we can't afford just to go through church as usual. Not in this day. We have got to stir up the gift so that the gift can give us posture, power, and performance. So right now, would you join with somebody and just name a name? Each one of you could just tell the name if you're in a pair of three or four. Just each one of you say a name. And we're going to travail for about one solid minute. And then the singers are going to come back. And we're going to praise God for hearing our prayer of faith.
tell the people hello. She went on mute. There is no telling what all God's got designed. I do want to encourage you to be here Wednesday night with a Jeff Jones that's going to be speaking. God has done so much through that man, for that man, and with that man. And we are honored to have men, women, people that care about one another and particularly about who we represent, the Master, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to stretch forth your hand toward Brother Jeff and then we're going to sing one more song and we're going to go get something to eat or appreciate what God has done for him in the prison ministry. That's no small task. Father, we bring the authority of your name, the power of your name, the beauty of your spirit, that you are going to honor the prayer of this church to bless our city to touch the lives